0: Do you remember as a kid growing up when your parents would give you a task or a chore to do? Maybe you had siblings and you thought, man, I must be the favorite of the family because they've given me this special assignment. Or you thought I must be the least like kid in the family because they've given me this tough chore to do. Maybe once you got older and you were able to drive, they sent you to the store to run an errand for them, or as a parent yourself, you've done the same things with your children. Well, in this episode, number 44, I have a special guest, my dad, Cliff Hare, and he's going to be sharing about what it means to be sent by the Father and how God has a specific task for each of us, no matter what we think of ourselves or our talents. In this episode of the 318 Project, this is the 318 Project,
1: a guide to equip men through godly principles and develop as husbands, fathers, and sons. And now, your host, Ryan Hare.
0: Hello, I'm Ryan Hare, and thank you for joining me on this episode of the 318 Project. Now, as I said in the beginning, I have a special guest, my dad, Cliff Hare. He is the president of Faithful Men's Ministry, and he hosts a weekly Zoom meeting called Man Church Monday. And this is one of those sessions that he recently had in that. And it talks about being sent by the Father and how God has placed each and every one of us for a specific time as this, and has given each of us the skills and the talents that we need to share his gospel and what he has placed on our lives. So I hope you enjoy this session of the 318 Project and Man Church Monday. So
1: tonight, I want to share with you a, a message called Sent by the Father. Got three little stories here to tell you. You will should know them. I think we'll tie this together, but Jeremiah's talked about raising up an army and men, we have been sent by the Father. You are being sent. I want to start with a story that comes out of Genesis 37. It talks about Jacob, known as Israel. Remember, Jacob had 12 sons, but there's a time when he sent his son to uh, take food uh, to, to his other, his other brothers, and it goes, which son did he send? Well, he sent Joseph. Why Joseph? Well, Joseph was the firstborn of Rachel. If you remember the story, you know, Rachel was the one he loved. He worked seven years for and then was deceived by his father-in-law who gave him the youngest, his oldest daughter, Leah. And he worked another seven years for Rachel, the one he really loved. And, and uh, Leah had the 10 children and Rachel had just two. And it and, uh, uh, was Joseph and Benjamin. But Joseph was the one. And you remember in Genesis Uh, 37, verse 3, uh, Joseph was loved, uh, or Jacob loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. And you remember the story, he made him a coat of many colors, and his brothers did not like that. There comes a time when the brothers were out uh, with the flocks out into the fields, and so Jacob sent his son to check on the welfare of his brothers. And also to check on the flocks. And of course, you know, the brothers had already kind of had enough of him. They knew he was the the love of their father's life. Code even kind of dug that in more. So here it was in verse uh, 18 through 20. It says, when they saw him afar off, even before he came near, they conspired against him to kill him. They said to one another, look, this dreamer is coming. Let's take him now and kill him, cast him into some pit, and we'll tell him that some wild beast has devoured him, and we shall see what becomes of his dream. They they were mocking him. Well, you know, God had put Joseph on an assignment. His father sent him out to check on his brothers, to take them food, and to check on the flocks. But this would be the beginning of an assignment that would eventually, through the years, put him in the palace. Joseph would be put in the palace of Pharaoh, and he would eventually become second in charge and rule of the nation of Egypt. There's another story. When you go to 1 Samuel 16 and 17, uh, there's a story of Jesse. Jesse was the father of David. Now, Jesse had eight sons but there was one special one he sent. At one time, he sent to check on his brothers. And which son was it? Well, it was David. Why David? Well, if you're in chapter 16, David had already been anointed by Samuel. Uh, It says that Samuel took the horn of oil, anointed him in the midst of his brothers, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon him from that day forward. Now, at this point, you know, King Saul would have an evil spirit come upon him, and so he would have, he called for David, and David would come and play the harp and uh, bring rest and peace to uh, King Saul. So he was already spending some time in the palace with the king, but when the time comes that they go to battle with the Philistines, David has the occasions that he goes back home because his father Jesse was old and advanced in years. David was the youngest son, so he was the basically, again, the son of the old age, and uh, he'd come home to help his father with the flocks, and so he's home with his father, and his father sends him back to the field. He sends him to take food to his brother, cheese to the captains of the thousands, and so that he can bring back news to his dad of what's going on. So the father sends his son. Now, again, you got to think about this. God was putting David on an assignment. You know, it's an assignment that would eventually put him in the palace, even more so to be the ruler of the king of Israel. But think about his brothers that he's sending, he's being, his father's sending him to take food out onto the battlefield. But, you know, these were the brothers who were the ones who had their father had set them up to be anointed by Samuel. And yet Samuel went through all of them and said, this is not the one. Look at the difference here between Jacob and Jesse. Jesse or Jacob loved Joseph more than all his children. Jesse preferred his brothers, uh, the other brothers, to David. When Samuel came to anoint the brothers to see which one would be king, Jesse had David out in the field. They didn't even consider him. And now he's the one who uh, is sent, and, and they're going, why are you even here? You're supposed to be home taking care of your father. You know, they didn't like it. There's a third story. Go into Matthew 21. This is not, this is a parable. It's a parable of the wicked vine dressers. First, the story tells about a landowner that plants a vineyard. He sets a hedge around it. He digs a wine press in it. He builds a tower. Then the landowner decides to go into an, a far land, and so he leases it out to the vine dressers to take care of the the fruit and, and the vines. And he will send at harvest time, he'll send his servants to receive his portion of the fruit. So when hit time comes, he sends the servants and the vine dressers beat one, they kill one, they stone another. So the landowner sends more and they're treated in the same way. The landowner then decides, I'll send my son. They'll respect my son. However, we see that the vine dressers see the son coming and they say among themselves, Here's the heir. Come, let's kill him and we will seize the inheritance. So, what's these stories got together? Well, there's a father that sent a son. And, and that was Father God sent his son, sent to earth to reap the fruit, and uh, that fruit would be us as the children of men. And, but it says in Galatians 4, 4 through 7, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent uh, his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that he might receive them as adoptions as son. And because you are sons, God sent forth his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you're no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through salvation. Guys, when we accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord of our lives, we not just became a servant, we became a son. We live not just by covenant, but we live for inheritance. Romans 8, chapter 8, and verses 16, 17 says, the the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. We are the children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ. Indeed, we suffer with him that we may also be glorified together. Now, last week, Pastor Jose mentioned this to us. He gave the, the story of the prodigal son and he gave this part of our identity in Christ. He became a son when he when the prodigal son returned home, the father placed sandals on his feet. Well, servants don't wear didn't wear shoes. This was that that identity that he was a son. He placed a ring on his finger. He gave him the authority to speak in his name because he was part of the family. And then he placed a robe around him, which again showed that he was part of the family and he was entitled to inheritance. That's you and I, guys. We're sons of the living father. We've been given authority and we live through inheritance. Now, how does this finish up? Our heavenly father is sending us. He's sending you. He's sending you to check on your brother's. He said in Matthew 28 and 19, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. Jesus said, he who has seen me has seen the Father. He was rejected. John In John, it says, uh, he came unto his own, and his own did not receive him you will be rejected by some, not all is going to receive you, not even some of your Christian brothers in the church. But Father God is putting you on an assignment, and this assignment will eventually lead you to rule and reign with Christ. I got this picture here that, that my wife saw, and she shared it with me. If you look at the Father, there are holes cut out of him, and those holes then form the child. So you see, the child is the product of what the man is. And that is you and I. Christ is making the very um, principles, the very precepts, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, you know, the, the very uh, parts of Christ, he, is the Holy Spirit is developing us to be like Christ. So as we draw closer to him, as you pray, as you seek his face, he's making you to be more like Christ. Dr. Cole said manhood and Christ likeness are synonymous. And so I'll finish with this. I received a message today from a a brother, and he told me that this week he was taking a step that he had not taken before, and he was going to get himself involved in a ministry. And he said, please pray for me because I've not done this before. I'm I'm stepping out of my comfort zone and here's what I replied to him. And so I wanted to speak it to each of you tonight. So I've put it in a part here that if you will insert your name in this at the beginning, I'm speaking this to you. Just put your name in the beginning of it. And this is what I'm gonna say to you. You think you signed up to do some particular ministry. You think you signed up to do prison ministry, or you signed up to serve in the church. You signed up to do men's ministry. You signed up to be a worship leader. But God already has ordered your steps to be there. You've been chosen for this moment. I want you to know that your Heavenly Father has set this opportunity before you at this time because you have prepared yourself Go as you are. Don't worry that others may be more knowledgeable or more experienced. God will use you in extraordinary ways. Just be led by the Holy Ghost. He will give you the thoughts to express, give you the words to say, and the heart to convey convey the message of God's love. And I am proud of each of you.
0: So I hope you enjoyed this episode of the 318 Project. Again, just hearing my dad share about what it means to be sent by a father and seeing how Joseph and David were used and being sent by their dads, but also how God called his son, Jesus, to be sent for us and how we are those now joint heirs with Christ and we are adopted into the kingdom of God as his children and how he sends us out and he prepares each and every one of us to be sent for a task that he has a purpose and a plan for our lives when we think we least expect it or that we least deserve it. And again, guys, I hope you've been blessed with this. As always, remember to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with others. And as always, have a blessed and wonderful day. Thank you for joining on this adventure of integrity and honor in godly masculinity. Be sure to like,
1: subscribe, and share this podcast with other men. And remember to keep building
0: faithful men.